0: I, I remember from my own um, um, experience of going to different parts of the world um, an experience that I had in Ethiopia um, of uh, both a men's ministry as well as a women's ministry. And it began with uh, 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 an Ethiopian Jewish community uh, Those that's called the Falashas, the Falashas. And I remember witnessing a bar mitzvah. A bar mitzvah in among Jewish people all across the world, and they look very different from each other. Uh, is a time when young men at fourteen, I uh, mind you, when their hormones are going all wild, uh, at between twelve and fourteen thereabouts, they become uh, uh, they come to the age of accountability and become a man, and that's when. Um, the the men of the whole village will take this young man into the wilderness, into the forest, and they will spend time together with this young man who's just learnt up his passage of uh, of the Bible, of the Torah, and uh they'll talk about what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a man so powerful? And from that time onwards, there there will be men in the village, young men, and people that are more mature in life that'll take this young man, remember he's 12 years old, uh, 13 years old, under their wings to teach them what it is to be a person who takes on responsibility as a man in society and in community. I also witnessed a ceremony uh, that is for girls Uh, and in western circles it's called the bat mitzvah it still happens among jewish communities in which the women will come around this young girl who has just got her first monthly cycle and uh, they will go into a place called a red tent and all the women will surround this young lady remember she is also about 13 years old, 14 years old, and they say, come, let's tell you what it means to be a woman. So I'm so thankful for our men's ministry. I'm so thankful for our women's ministry. I'm so thankful that at Redeemer Life, you can take young women and girls and and those that have not had that much experience in life and teach them what it is to be a follower of Jesus in our society so i would encourage you all to join you know right now of course it's on zoom and our women are meeting as well from time to time i would encourage you to to join all this this morning we had a very very special time for those of you who were able to join um along with our sister church uh, la glacia's pastor his name is pastor Romero. What an amazing man of God. What an amazing man of God. And uh, some of you who were have been here at Prima Life for a while shared about how um, uh, we as a church first encountered what used to be Lavinia at that time. And now Pastor Romero is pastoring that same church. It meets just around the corner from us. Uh, and that church has planted 20 other churches. I think we have so much to learn from our sister church. Uh, we learned today about how much there are people in the church who are suffering, um, people are suffering from COVID-19, people have lost their jobs. Uh, Pastor Romero talked about this one young man who has had quite a lot of detrimental impact of COVID-19. Uh, had to undergo what is called a a tracheostomy tracheostomy is when you make a hole in the neck and the throat uh, goes all the way to the trachea trachea the windpipe and um, and that's where the ventilator is put in so would you pray for this young man and pray for others who've lost their jobs that's one of the things we need to realize that whenever Uh, Society goes through hard times. It is those people who are the poorest of poor, the aliens, the strangers, the widows, and the orphans that suffer in society. And so, our brother, Pastor Amiru's church, is suffering a lot. And I'm so thankful for those of you who gave, gave generously. I'm so thankful for our Redeemer Life family that cares. And you gave generously, and Pastor Amira was so thankful for that. And we're going to continue uh, this relationship with La Iglesia and perhaps with other churches uh, because we need to learn from our sisters and brothers. My goodness, in the last uh, few years, this church has planted 20 churches. Can you believe it? It's so amazing. So we have so much to learn from La Iglesia. Of course, it's a lot of people. Who are suffering and um we can we need to learn what it does it mean to live a life of trust you know when we pray uh we pray and at the end of the prayer we we say amen and that word uh means i trust in you, lord we trust in you as a family we trust in you as a community we trust in you. And that was so beautifully sung and written down, penned down by Louisa and Lily as as this dear woman lost her husband. Uh, she talks about trust. He's so sweet to trust in Jesus. So during these hard times, what must we ought to be as a, a Redeemer Life community is the question that we are asking and, and, and the answer that we are seeking is how must we led, be swept away by the the force of the Holy Spirit to be a community that brings about healing in our society. So that's what we want to reflect on today. And as we look at this, let's turn in our Bibles to, to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. John chapter 14, and I want to begin reading at this one. So, kids, will you bring your Bibles, your adventure study Bible of the New International uh, Readers Version? And, parents, if you would bring whatever Bible you have, whether in Spanish or in the English Standard Version or the New International Version, whatever you have. Have your Bibles ready because we want to get our teaching from God's Word. It should be the focus of our of our uh, of our life together as Redeemer Life family. So John chapter 14 and verse one, and then I'm going to fast forward to a few other verses in John chapter 14. But it begins with this. It begins with this. Now remember, Jesus is. As we enter into this section, Jesus is looking forward into the future. He knows that he is going to be captured by the the soldiers of the temple guard. He knows that he will be taken before Pilate and the Roman soldiers will spit on him and the Roman soldiers will hang him on this tree, on this tree, this execution stake which was so horrible. It was prepared for people who were slaves who ran away, people who were considered to be the extremists of society. Anyone who spoke up against the Roman government was hung on the cross. Jesus knew that he would be hung on the cross and he was telling his disciples, you be prepared too to be hung on the cross because that's what happens to those people Who seek to trust in God. But right in the middle of that. He says to his disciples. Chapter 14 and verse 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. You see that word again? Amen. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Do not let your heart be troubled. It seems like. In these days of this coronavirus crisis, those are the words that that same Jesus is speaking to us today as he spoke to Luisa and to Lily in their time of angst, in their time of trouble, in their time of consternation and pain. He looked at them and he said, don't be confused, don't be in angst, Don't fear. Don't be in consternation. Yes, I know the coronavirus crisis is going on. Yes, I know that when you switch on to the television and then listen to the news, all you hear is bad news and more bad news and more bad news. And it causes anxiety to rise up, it causes pain to rise up. And that's something that Pastor Omero shared about us about as well how there is so much angst there is so much pain and yet you know something there's also the joy of the trust in jesus that we can learn from our sisters and brothers in like iglesia so jesus says don't be in angst don't be in consternation believe amen trust in god and so what must we do to be a redeemer life community a paraklesia paraklesia in this pandemic called the coronavirus crisis what kind of a community must we be i want us to listen to these words right now okay these are words in greek so are you ready that's one of the things that professors do all the time and and so sometimes i put on my professor hat and, and show, show give you some greek words and some latin words and some aramaic words and some hebrew words because the bible is given to us in hebrew and in greek so listen to these words jesus comes to them and he says to them and, and look at look at these words here in further down in john chapter 14 john chapter 14 and verse 15 verse 15 jesus says to them if you love me and keep my commandments i will ask the father and he will give you another paraclesia, another Paracletos, paracletos. This, what does it mean? What does it mean? What is this? Yeah, it's translated in different translations differently. Some translations translate this as a helper. He will send you a helper. And then some translations translate this as an encourager. And some translators translations translate this as a counselor. There's some translations that translate this As an advocate, so there's a whole range of meanings. Right in the midst of the angst, Jesus says, "Believe in me. I will send you another paracletos and 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 that is though that is the those are the terms I want us to focus on today as we reflect on what does Redeemer life need to be in a community that's full of angst in a world that's full of angst. So listen to these words, okay? And it all revolves around the word Kletos, Kletos, Kaleo. Those of you who have gone to that August seminary called Trinity probably know what I'm talking about. Kletos is people who have a calling. People who know who they are. Why? Because they believe in a God who called them. Kletos, Parakletos. Be an encourager, paraklesis, be a helper, Paracletos. be a counselor, paraklesis, be an advocate for people who do not have any advocacy for themselves, usually like the African Americans and, and the people who are suffering from immigration reform because there is no immigration reform in society. Parakletos, Parakletos, Parakletos. Because you are a people who are called to be Kletos in this society. Listen to another word. You're a church. It's called Redeemer Life Church, right? What does church mean? The Greek word is Ekkletos. Do you see that? Parakletos, Paraklesia, Parakletos, Kletos, Ekkletos you're called with a purpose we are not just a church that is floundering around yes i know we are meeting via zoom because we cannot meet face to face and you know i miss your singing that's one of the things i miss so much i miss the hugs i miss you know talking to you in person face to face but i also miss your singing because i can see you singing in the background but i don't hear your voices it's so powerful and so It is ecclesia. It's ecclesia meaning people who are called out with a purpose. A church that doesn't have this called called outness is not a missionary church, is not a church. A church that is not a missionary church is not a church. A church is not a social gathering of people. That's one of the reasons why we, we have no problems with social distancing. Because it's not about social gathering. It's about people who are called out for a purpose. And that is God's purpose. And called out with a vision, with a mission. That is who Redeemer Life Ecclesia is. So listen to those words again. Kletos, parakletos, paraclesia, parakletos. Ecclesia, eclatos. that is who Redeemer life is. So what does it mean? What, what do all these words mean? I want to give you, uh, and, and, and uh, I have to go through this rather quickly because there's so much packed in these words. The first thing is that it's a church, a Ecclesia, that ought to have a Paraclesia influence on society. What does that mean? A calming community, a paraklesia community brings about calmness in society. That's who we ought to be. Yes, there's bad news on the television. Yes, there's bad news on the radio. Whenever you turn on to uh, listen to the online news or read the online news, whether it be Chicago Tribune or it be New York Times or it be whatever wall street journal all we hear is bad news and then it raises up the blood pressure level and it raises up the angst in society but an ecclesia church a paraclesia church is a church that has a calming influence believe in me says jesus believe in me believe me when i say to say that i am in the father and the father in me who is doing his work believe me when i say that i am in the father and the father is in me or believe in the evidence of the works themselves it's a church that has a calming influence because we are a church that believes that believes in god And it's a church that does greater things. Look at this, verse 12 of John chapter 14. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me, remember the word amen, trusts in me, will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these. Do you trust that? Redeemer alive! we are called to do greater things. Why? Because the father, the same father who was in Jesus and is in Jesus is with us through the Paracletos Holy Spirit. And he has called us to do greater things in Vernon Hills, greater things in Libertyville, greater things in Mundelein. Why? Because glory be given to his name. He indwells in us. So it's a believing community. It's a community that loves this living word. If you love me and keep my commandments, you will do this. So it's a believing community. It's a loving, living, the loving, living word community. But it's also the keeping of the written word community. Really, my Life belongs to a denomination. It comes under a denomination called uh, the Evangelical Covenant Church. And there's two things that go with the Evangelical Covenant Church. It is the people who love the living word and those who keep the written word. These are the two quintessential things that call itself the Evangelical Covenant Church. People who love the living word, people who keep the written word. So it's our business to know the Lord and to love him and to love him and to love him. And no amount of social distancing can quench that. It's also a group of people that want to know the written word, want to soak in the written word and live the written word. It's a believing community. It's a loving community. It's a keeping off the written word community. It's also a community that receives the Holy Spirit. He is the parakletos. The only way we can have a calming experience is when we get soaked with the Holy Spirit and say, Oh, Holy Spirit, help me bring calm parakletos in this society. It's this community that learns from the Holy Spirit and teaches because we are taught by the Holy Spirit. So Jesus goes on to say this, this Paracletos is is the one who is the spirit of truth. He is the spirit of truth. And then he goes on to say all this I've spoken to you, verse 25, while while still with you, but the Paracletos, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. This is all things. You know, at North Park University, where I teach, we cannot teach all things. Only God can teach all things, and so to Him we go and say, Lord, teach us all things, all things, and will remind you. I'm continuing to read in verse 25, remind you of everything I've said to you. Why? So that we would be calming influence and bring about peace. So Jesus goes on to say, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give you. As the world gives, you know, people have all these peace conferences and peace societies and peace distinctions, uh, uh, peace uh, agreements. What does it come to? Nothing. Because all we see is violence and we see war. That's what happens in the world. So Jesus says here, not as the world gives, do not let your hearts be troubled. He uses the same word again. Yes, there's angst in society but do not let your heart be troubled do not be afraid do not let your temperature go up to a boiling point your blood temperature your do not let your heart be troubled believe in god trust that's a calming thing isn't it A comforting church, a church that's a companion helper. Let me see some of the other words that I used in the Bible that are synonymous with the word parakletos. So not only should this church be a calming church, but it's also a comforting church. In Hebrew, the word is nachamu, nachamu. And that word comes from deep down from the bowels of the being of God. Do you know this word is used in Genesis chapter 6? So often that word is, when it talks about Noah's flood, people will come up with stories about God was angry and he wanted to bring to an end the whole of the world. That is not what we find in the Bible. In the Bible it says, the Lord sought to comfort human beings sometimes it translated as he was sorry he was upset he was these people I gotta get rid of them The, the Hebrew word there is the same word parakletos the Lord sought to comfort human beings on the earth why because there was a pandemic human beings were dying because of all the horrible things that they were doing to each other We don't know whether it was bacterial. We don't know whether it was viral. But because of what human beings did, they were bringing about an end to themselves. And so Genesis chapter 6 and verse 6 literally in Hebrew says, the Lord sought to comfort human beings on earth. And that's why he brought in cleansing. God always cleanses through water and through fire. That's what we see over and over again. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 7, it says, So the Lord said, I will wipe away from the face of the earth the whole human race. For I have to comfort all that I have made. God is a God who comforts. The same word is used over and over again. So in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 1, The prophet Isaiah says, comfort, comfort, parakletos, parakletos, in the Greek translation, my people, says your God. Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 13 says, shout for joy, you heavens, rejoice, you earth, burst into song, you mountains, for the Lord comforts, parakletos, that's who our God is. He comforts his people and will have compassion on his afflicted ones. Going on further, Isaiah chapter 51 and verse 3, the Lord will surely comfort Zion. He's a parakletos God. He's a God who comforts. Chapter 51 and verse 12, I, even I, am he who is a parakletos. I comfort you, so go and comfort other people. That is our mission, Redeemer life, is to be a calming influence, is to be a comforting influence. Another word that's used for the word parakletos in the Bible is to be a companion helper, is to come alongside. That's who the Holy Spirit is, comes alongside us. The same word that's used of the woman, in Genesis chapter 2, is used of God over and over again. So Psalm chapter 20 and verse 2 says, May he send you help. May God send you help. Be the Paracletos. For as for me, I am poor and needy. Come quickly to me, O God, says Psalm 70 and verse 5. You are my parakletos, you are my help and my deliverer. Psalm 89 and verse 19, once you spoke in a vision to your faithful people, you said, I have bestowed strength on a warrior. I have raised up my young man from among the people. Psalm 121 and verse 1 and 2, I lift up my eyes to the mountains as I'm climbing up towards worshiping God. From where does my help, Parakletos, come? That comes from God. Our help is in the name of the Lord. That's who God is. He's a Parakletos God. He is our help. And so it is our mission to be our help. That's one of the things that was so beautiful to learn today as we sat together with Pastor Romero's Because he was thankful for our help that we gave to his church, people who are suffering. But do you know it's mutual help because they are helping us to trust in God more. And I'm so thankful for that. Why? Because our God is a companion, helper God. It's also Parakletos is a counselor community. And that is who Jesus is. In Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, when it prophesies about the coming of Jesus, Isaiah 9, 6 says, for unto us a child is born. We sing that during Christmas, right? For unto us a child is born. Then we go on to sing. To us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Parakletos, that's who Jesus is. So he expects us to be a counseling community. And my hope is that we would continue to counsel people in the post-COVID-19 world. Believe me, a lot of people will need counseling. And the only way we can counsel people, our sisters and brothers, our neighbors, is if we are full of the Holy Spirit. Go and counsel and say, look, let me take you to the great counselor. Fifthly, it's a cheerer, encourager community, paracletos. There's a very interesting person that we would encounter, and we'll be going through the book of Acts after this. Uh, it's found in Acts chapter 4 and verse 36. My favorite character, okay? Not very many people talk about him. It says in chapter 4 and verse 36 that there was a person by the name of Joseph. But the apostles called him Barnabas. Do you know why? Because the word Barnabas means a person who's a prophetic person. But here's how it's translated in Greek, which means son of paracletos he is an encourager he comes from a place called cyprus but this person was an encourager and my prayer is that as we go through our men's ministries And as we go through our women's ministries, we would be a group of people that will be known to be an encourager community, a counselor encourager community, parakletos. There's too many people who point false at people. It doesn't take too much to point false at people and to accuse people and to bring people down. But you know, it takes big people to lift up people and to encourage people and to be a counselor encouragement community. And believe me, we will have to do a lot of that in the post COVID-19, whenever it happens, the post COVID-19 world. A counselor, encourager community, a cheerer, Encourager community, a Barnabas community. Remember, he was prophetic. And many times when people think of prophets, they think about people who shouted at other people. That's not the way the prophets were, they were encouragers, they were cheerers. Sixthly, it's a championing advocacy community. That's what Jesus did, right? In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 1, it There is this amazing person, John, who is talking to the church. He says to them, My little children, chapter two, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have a paracletos with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. That is who we are intended to be. God wants us to be an advocacy community who's an advocate it's a person who stands up for the helpless a person who stands up for those who cannot speak for themselves why because jesus is doing that for us at the right hand of the father at that equal status with the father standing up for the african-american sisters and brothers who don't have a voice standing up for displaced communities in Colombia and in India, standing up for immigration reform for our DACA sisters and brothers, the kids. And today we had people who were weeping and crying and praying, oh Lord, for those kids who don't know what is going to happen to them tomorrow. That is who God wants us to be as a church a championing advocacy community very quickly number seven it's a community that intercedes conjuring interceding community that's who paracletos community is it's crying out and in romans chapter eight paul talks about this community that's so full of the holy spirit and says Become full of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 26, 27, and so on and so forth. He says, so that you would know what it is to intercede. Intercede for the people. And here's what I would encourage us as a community to do, Redeemer Life. Before we start meeting, may we go around Vernon Hills? Walk. Maybe run around Vernon Hills and as we are running as a church, let us intercede because we don't know what's going on, but the Holy Spirit will answer our prayers as we, (coughs) I beg your pardon, as we intercede for the community around us, a conjuring interceding community. <clears throat> and then going to end with two other thoughts <coughs> as I lose my voice. Remember the word Kletos, parakletos, paraklesis? I want to focus on these two words as we close. It's a community that's called. No matter what happens, whether it be the coronavirus crisis or whatever it be, God's people are always the people. Plato's community. And Redeemer life is called in Vernon Hills because it's a called community. We are not just floundering around because we want to have a social time with each other. We are called to bring about a transformation in Vernon Hills and in, in Liberty Vale and in Mundelein that is our calling and so redeemer life let us be that kletos community not only a kletos community but a community that is called along with the rest of the universe it's so powerful i wish i had the time to go through this but i'm going to go through this very very quickly you know in genesis chapter one god gives a calling to everything he creates God called everything that he put in process, that he created with a calling. And I'm going to say this also. Bad things happen when we mess with that calling of God. Do you know why the coronavirus crisis come about? Because human beings messed with the calling that God gave to things the wild animals that he created to be there in the wild. We messed with that. Whenever human beings mess with the calling that God gives to his creation, then his creation speaks up and things like the coronavirus crisis happens. So church, we have a calling. But God's creation, the birds in the sky and all the the, the fish in the seas, the, the, the trees, these are all God's creation. And we need to recognize that and honor the calling of God's creation. And then lastly, it's a church that is an ecclesia. Paraclesia. God has a calling for us, church. We are called out. We are not a group of people that want to have a social organization. That is not church. Church is always outward looking. Eccletos, called out for a purpose. And my prayer is, that our dream would be just like La Iglesia to plant 20 Redeemer lives in our area. That is Ecclesia. Jesus, when he started his ministry, he said these words The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. He sent me, he sent me, he sent me, he sent me. Do you see that here? That is what Jesus came down here. He is a missionary God. He is a God who lived out ecclesia. And he wants us to be an ecclesia that goes out and brings about God's healing, that brings about God's comforting, that God brings about God's companion helpership, that brings about counseling, that brings about cheer encouraging, that brings about championing advocacy, and that causes this to happen through conjuring intercession for everyone because that is the calling afro-dima life in a post-covid-19 world are you ready for that let's pray oh lord we come before you today because we know (coughs) that the world is hurting help us oh lord Help us to be a paraclesia community. Heal the world around us, Lord, and use us as Redeemer life to bring about healing, to bring about comforting, to bring about calmness, to bring about counseling, to bring about cheering, encouraging. Oh, Lord, use us in a broken world to be paracletos in our world in the name of the paracletos jesus our lord we pray amen amen